And Dennis, you, you've often spoken about bilberry um, in various connections. Now, shall we take a look at that today and see how it's going and look at some new thoughts that you've had on bilberry? Oh, that's a good idea, Jane. You would, and listeners would have heard me speak about bilberry occasionally before. Today I want to look at it from the point of view of being very useful for addressing some of the conditions associated with uh, diabetes and also peripheral vascular disease. And Cathy's rung in from Rutherford. And Cathy, your son, who's quite young, has had a cough for a while. Yeah, yeah, all of May, basically. Uh, Cathy, um, what investigation have you had done with your little boy? Um, I originally had Dr. Teodor come out and they said he had a chest infection yes. and prescribed antibiotics. Yes. Um, but when it wasn't getting any better, I went back to the doctors and yes. they said that it's actually viral and I just had to let it pass. Yes. Um, and but look, this is about uh, three weeks ago now and, hmm. yeah. Well, look, that that's a fairly... Um, a logical diagnosis for for a general practitioner to make. However, yeah. it, it seems to me as if it were a virus, it it should have perhaps have exhausted itself by now. Obviously, yeah. obviously, with a, a little a boy, eleven months of age, um, you've got to be very cautious that you keep in front of the situation. I yeah. would, my best advice to you would be to represent to your GP and yeah. have a, a, a how can you call it an update. On the situation yep. to see whether sure. in, to see whether or not the cough might be leading more towards a, an, an, asthma, an asthmatic condition or even okay. a bronchitis. Represent okay. any any child with a condition like this that hasn't resolved itself, where it's been yeah. suspected to be viral. The best advice that I can give to any mother is go to your GP, keep in front of the game, don't let something develop perhaps a little bit uh, more than than what it need to. Yeah, radio. Okay, cool. All right. Thank you, Cathy. Right. Thanks for your call, Cathy. And 49216216 will get your call through to Dennis Stewart today too on Health Naturally. Uh, let's take a look at bilberry too. Why not? You, you would know, Jane, and listeners would probably know that bilberry is one of my most favourite recommendations. And for many years I've used, prescribed and studied and lectured on the herb. Uh, I'm so enthusiastic about it, particularly for an area that we haven't uh, said a lot about previously. In the past, we've looked at uh, bilberry and modern preparations of it um, for what, what might be called ophthalmological conditions, uh, things like a diabetic retinopathy, um, even uh, slowing down or even perhaps helping cataracts. But there is a whole um, massive information in the literature about the ophthalmological value of bilberry in a in a finished uh, pharmaceutical form, even for addressing things like glare conditions or or night vision problems, it established its reputation, as listeners would have heard me say previously, uh, as the result of uh, British bomber pilots uh, using it during the Second World War and finding that their their night vision was improved very significantly and their bombing was considerably more accurate, uh, and they put it down to the benefits that the constituents of bilberry, which are known as anthocyanocytes, had in their vision. And as a result of that, it's become one of the most popular so-called nutraceutical substances, particularly uh, being used in Europe, much more in Europe than what we do here. But there is an area where bilberry shines, which is not that well known. And that is in dealing with, uh, how can we call them, capillary small blood vessel problems that afflict 
particularly the legs, uh, the ankles, and are popularly seen in, in elderly people and in diabetic people who are prone to develop things like, for instance, uh, eczema, varicose eczema, where the, where the skin can, be, can become inflamed, uh, discoloured, um, and where, unfortunately, that condition can also lead to varicose ulceration, which is a very, very difficult condition to treat and very threatening and nasty. Bilberry has been popularly put forward as a very, very useful complementary medicine for anyone who uh, has a diabetic condition and who wants to do something positively against seeing small blood vessel problems emerging in their peripheries with their diabetes and also for people that who may not be diabetic uh, who are experiencing capillary problems, small blood vessel problems associated with their legs and ankles. Bilberry, let me emphasise, is a remarkable remedy for promoting improved circulation to and from the peripheries. And I was talking to you uh, before the program, Jane, and I mentioned that uh, one of the most interesting and successful cases that I treated was shortly after the uh, the earthquake in Newcastle, I retreated to rooms in Broadmeadow. And I, uh, for many months, sought to help a lady who had a very, very compromising uh, varicose, or not varicose ulcer, it was an ulcer actually on the ball of her foot. And the condition was so aggressive that it was uh, suggested, in fact recommended, uh, by both a GP and her vascular surgeon that the only resolution to this problem, which was getting deeper and not getting better, was to in fact consider amputation, which shocked the elderly lady. I swung into action uh, and didn't know a lot about bilberry at that stage, but had read sufficient of it to suggest that a trial on a bilberry concentrate would be worthwhile. And we put that lady for many, many months on a tableted preparation with a standardised level of bilberry's chemistry in it, and that bilberry preparation over six to nine months in conjunction with my honey ointment saved that woman's foot. Yeah, and it amazing. was so so successful and uh, that, that I actually wrote a paper on it, uh, which I'm quite happy to supply to anyone that wants to, to read about it. And I say that not in any way at all, uh, egotistically or to boast or anything like that. I mention it uh, to say that my experience clinically with Bilberry confirms the fact that it's one of the most exciting and safest natural remedies to address uh, circulatory problems, particularly vascular conditions uh, where the small blood vessels are implicated, where the where varicose veins are obvious and where the drift towards varicose eczema or even varicose ulceration is likely and particularly, and I've said this for years and years and years, anyone who is a diabetic, whether it be type 1 or type 2, in my opinion should seriously consider going on to indefinitely a bilberry supplement because as far as I'm concerned, it, in conjunction with the ginkgo, but less controversially than the ginkgo, is probably one of the most useful devices and safe devices for the diabetic. Protects the eyes and has a very significant protective effect on the small blood vessels of the legs. Get into bilberry if you're a diabetic sufferer out there. In my opinion, you should really discuss with your GP or your pharmacist or your health food store professional going on to a bilberry supplement. Gail's rung in from Abermain 
And Gail, you're a little bit confused about Bilberry at this stage. Yeah. What 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 is it, and how is it used? Okay, I'll explain it to you, Gail, as simply as I can. Bil- yeah. Bilberry is a little black berry that mm-hmm. go- that grows on a plant, a berry plant, and the technical name of the plant is Vaccinium myrtillus. Vaccinium myrtillus. You've probably heard of blueberry in Australia. Well, yeah, Bil- Bilberry. Lovely. Bilberry is is essentially the same, except that it is much more popularly grown and used in Western Europe. Both the the blueberry and the bilberry have similar chemical constituents, but the bilberry is the one that's more frequently used around the world in various pharmaceutical forms. Now, the the berry is grown and harvested because it contains what's called a flavonoid, a flavonoid is a natural substance uh, which is in many, many foods, but this contains a flavonoid which is called anthocyanidin. Now, I know that's a technical term, but it has a chemical constituent. And in modern preparations of bilberry that you get from your pharmacist or your health food store, um, mm. your, your pharmacist there at Abermain would have uh, a bilberry supplement, I'm sure. Um, in, in preparations that have bilberry these days, there is a standardised or guaranteed level of the active principle or the flavonoid in the preparation and the dose accordingly is structured around the level of the anthocyanidin. So from that little blackberry on that little shrub that's grown commercially these days, from it is extracted an extract which contains a large percentage of a flavonoid called anthocyanidin and that has a remarkable effect on the small blood vessels of the body and is particularly useful, as I've said, in addressing peripheral conditions, varicose eczema, varicose ulcers, diabetic conditions, and in my opinion, it's one of the most useful devices for anyone who is approaching the ageing stage of their life to consider being on. So is it a medication as such? Uh, okay. What it, is, what it is, you could call it a medication in as much that I prescribe it as a medication, but it's technically known as a nutraceutical. That is the term that's given to preparations that are based on natural substances that are used yeah. for medicinal purposes. So uh, a nutraceutical would be the term that you would use for bilberry and naturopaths, herbalists, pharmacists, even some GPs would see bilberry as a medication to use for certain conditions. And it's very, very safe. That's the good thing about it. It's unlikely to clash with any conventional medication that anyone's taking. So there's a bit of a rundown on it. Are you diabetic? I'm not diabetic, but my husband had a motorbike accident a yes. couple of years ago. Yes, yes. And bike landed on his foot, crushed yeah. it, yes. and his foot swelled like a balloon. Yeah. Yes. It broke three, no, four of the bones, which they were wired together. Yes. Right now, that foot yes. he's still having trouble with. Yes. And it comes up and down and up and yes. down, but he's getting veins in the ankle because the blood is still not circulating properly. In okay. It. it can't. Okay. One, yeah. of the, one of the things that I would say is that I would certainly recommend that you consider using the bilberry. Albeit, albeit, um, there is another bioflavonoid flavonoid called rutin, R-U-T-I-N. Now write that down. That is probably better known by your GP, and that is also popularly used to address swellings, contusions, 
poor circulation problems affecting the feet and the limbs. So if I was in your husband's situation, I would be using a supplement containing rutin, R-U-T-I-N, which would be available across the counter from your pharmacy, but I would not go past, let me emphasise, I would not go past using the bilberry. Keep in mind, it is not what you'd call a conventional drug. It grows on you, so to speak. It's a supplement that would need to be taken, but the best advice that I could give to you, based on my experience, is give it a go. It's not expensive and you have nothing to lose. All right. Can I ask another question, though? Yes, girl. Yes, he yep. has high blood pressure yes. from all the pain tablets he Yes, takes, of course. Yes. Or a number of things that yes. he has from. Yes. Right. Is that going to affect that also? In, in my reading of Bilberry, there are no indications that would suggest that it would have any complicating effect on hypertension. Albeit, albeit anything your husband takes, your doctor, your GP should note on his record. But I come yeah. back to the point that I can't recollect in any of the literature that I've read on Bilberry that it has any complicating effects on hypertension. From Lake Haven and Hemoglobin. What would you like to ask Dennis about, Jan? Hello. Hello, that's Jan. You've no, got... it's Cheryl. Oh, Cheryl, is it? Okay, I'm sorry, Cheryl, we'll talk to you. Why not? What would you like to ask Dennis about? Well, I just said um, I'm a diabetic too, and I just overheard um, the wireless as I was going through about that berry thing, um, medication. Bilberry. Uh, yes. yes, and, yes, yes. Uh, and it's just that... I suffer with a lot of cramps yes. in my legs and yes. stuff. Yes. I was wondering if it would help that. I mean, I've tried every different okay. thing, magnesium. and yes. Okay. Just now, to... your, your cramping could be coming um, f- from blood supply, mm. uh, and I'm not in any way at all presupposing anything here, but mm. what I have said about bilberry would apply. But let me just say that the herb ginkgo has a very, very sound reputation for promoting peripheral circulation to the extent that it's even used in the medical condition known as intermittent claudication, where there is, in fact, blockage of blood supply. So even though I I stand by what I've said about the bilberry, particularly for small blood vessel uh, lesions on the peripheries and would encourage you, as I would encourage any diabetic, let me emphasise, any diabetic to consider using um, the, the, the bilberry, in your case, where the cramping is active... Um, have you spoken to your doctor about it? Oh, yeah, yeah. They just say take the magnesium. Well, what I would suggest is um, try some ginkgo. Okay, then. I I did the first lectures, as far as I'm aware, on ginkgo um, at Blackmores, I think, probably nearly 30 years ago. So I know a lot about the ginkgo, and one of the areas that I demonstrated its, its efficacy was in addressing circulatory problems particularly intermittent claudication, which is manifested, which manifests itself by cramping painful conditions that are aggravated by walking. So what I would suggest you do is certainly maintain what your GP has said, use the magnesium, albeit magnesium is becoming somewhat of a, a cure-all these days, and that worries me a bit. Um, reinforce it. Reinforce it with a bilberry ginkgo supplement. And sometimes, sometimes, you're able to get that in a, in a dual preparation. You're at Bellbird. Go and see Mark, Mark Brown, who runs the Govitas store in Cessnock. Oh, um, yeah. Very competent guy, Mark. He studied with me years ago and qualified, runs a good business, knows what he's talking about. Talk yeah. to Mark about what I've said, perhaps a combination of both. 
If you can't get a combination, try the both of them. They're not that expensive. But you okay. need, Cheryl, you need to be on them for a while to, to get Take the benefit. something because it just drives me crazy sometimes. I understand. Look, yeah. try, try that because I can only speak from experience. If it, okay. is, if it is a circulatory problem, those okay. two remedies, those two remedies are worthwhile giving a go. Thanks for your call, Cheryl, and good luck with that. Now, Jan, I did say we were coming to you, and here we are. Hello. Hemoglobin's on your mind, yes? Yes, thanks. What's happening, Jan? Um, Well, um, I've got a low hemoglobin. I'm anemic, and it says elevated anti-nuclear antibodies, whatever that means. Yes, that tends to be associated with uh, an autoimmune disease. What has your doctor said about it? Well, that's all. Okay. Uh, are you being treated with any supplement? No. Oh, and and you're anemic. Yeah, the irons, everything's everything's spot on, but except that I'm anemic. Okay, look, obviously this is a condition that a haematologist or someone would be better um, qualified to, to talk about than myself. But uh, I would make a suggestion. Uh, I'm not saying that it was it will resolve the condition. Far from it. Only your a doctor and, uh, and um, haematologist uh, would be capable of, of making that uh, conclusion. But there's little product that I stand by for um, boosting uh, hemoglobin levels, uh, iron levels, and that's a little preparation called Floridix. Right. F-L-O-R-A-D-I-X, Floridix. It's a, a natural product. Um, it's got multiple herbs and supplements in it. And I tend to use it on any patient that presents with a condition where their where their red blood cell uh, uh, profile is not oh, as okay. it should be. Not nothing of, of major significance, but where sometimes the Floridix will just just address that level and push it up a bit. It's worthwhile giving a go. I make no claims for for it resolving the problem. I come back to the point that your GP and specialist obviously know you a lot better than I do, but well, certainly certainly the Floridix is harmless try, and, yeah. it's, and, it, and it is, good thing about it is it is inexpensive. All right, yes, so, so you get that from Health Food. Yeah, I, I, you've got a Health Food store at Lake Haven yeah, um, yeah. and they're, they're good people there. They run a good show. Um, yeah. Go there or your pharmacist and give that a bit of a try. Right, yeah, that's... Uh, been having tests every 12 months and yes. it never changes it just goes the same and come back in 12 months and it's just the same okay well look but, g- give give that a go yeah. I, c- I could take it a little bit further and talk about uh, the possibility of the remedy astragalus 8 being of benefit but try this first up Sounds good. And uh, Bev has rung in. Remember, if you've got a question for Dennis Stewart, 49216216 is the number that will get you through to him. Uh, Bev's rung in from Birmingham Gardens. Now, we're back to diabetes, Bev. Yes. Hello, Dennis. Hello, Bev. How are you? Good, thank you. Good, Um, good. I had knee surgery late last year, both knees, two separate times. I am a diabetic. Yes. Um, While I was in hospital... I pulled myself up with the rail behind me, yes. and I think I've crinked a nerve in my neck. My doctor insists that this is um, carpal tunnel in both hands, both on the outer extremities of my hands, mm-hmm. are permanently asleep. Okay. There's no pain at all. And if I walk around for too long, it doesn't matter what shoes I'm wearing, um, 
I have a, it starts out like a, a pinprick in the bottom of my left foot and then it's a burning pain. It just shoots straight up the leg. That's, uh, it's, uh, that sounds very neurological. Have you seen a neurologist? I'm down to see a neurologist in the middle of July. Yes. I was supposed to go last month, but they called it off. So, okay. it's, um, it's, I, I think it's neurologist. Well, I it's, think it's, it's, it sounds very neurological to me. But again, uh, your GP knows you a lot better than I do. But the symptoms that you speak about imply to me a neurological factor at work. Um, so obviously, going to the neurologist would clarify that somewhat. Um, being a diabetic, of course, you always have to be on guard against um, neuropathic conditions. Um, and, and I'm sure, again, your GP is, is well in front of the of the ball there uh, in recognising or keeping an eye on your, your diabetic condition. How, are you type 2 or type 1? Type 2. Uh, and are you on metformin or what are you taking? I take metformin and I take Blazer. Um, okay. And I take all the other okay. prescriptions for preventative and things like that. Good I have girl. a wonderful GP and yep, I'm very, yep. very happy with and her. That's but great. This is just driving me nuts okay. because well, I don't know what it is. Yeah, well, and that's why I suggest the visit to the neurologist will be good for you. Uh, having yes. having said that, if if there is a carpal tunnel implication here, as your GP seems to think it is, um, I've found over the years that a combination of the following has helped some people. So um, note vitamin B6, which is known as pyridoxin, but write yep. just down vitamin B6, Taken in higher dosages, say 150 milligrams upwards, in conjunction in conjunction with a complete high-potency B-complex. Yes. Now, that's not expensive therapy. It's very inexpensive. I've had some remarkable feedback over the years from listeners who have used that combination, which is a combination of nutrients from the textbook written by Pizzorno and Murray called the Encyclopedia of Natural Medicine, which is a textbook that we used years ago in teaching herbal medicine at the Arimba campus. Very credible textbook, and in the section dealing with carpal tunnel, B6, high dosages of it, in conjunction with a high-potency, complete uh, B vitamin, has helped some people. The good thing about it is B vitamins are water-soluble. Even in high dosages, it's unlikely that they can precipitate any toxicity, there's a bit of an off chance that that might um, address the problem if it's carpal tunnel, where it's indicated. The, uh, you'd need to be on it a little while, but until you see your neurologist, it might be worthwhile giving a run on it. Yes. The other thing, you, I've heard you speak about the different um, vitamins and yes. supplements and things like yes. that. What is your favourite brand? What is the best uh-huh. brand in your opinion? <laughs> I've got to be cautious what I say. <laughs> Look... Let me just say this. Any vitamin or mineral supplement in the Australian marketplace has to these days meet agreed standards, standards put out by the Therapeutic Goods Administration. So I would say, I would say, and you would expect me to say it, no one brand is necessarily better than the other because they all have to abide by similar claims, similar dosages, similar warnings. Yep. Uh, each of us have our favourite brands, and I'd prefer not to mention any of them, other than say, other than say, be guided by your pharmacist, your doctor, or even your health food store proprietor, 
Um, that's as much as I'm prepared to say on that controversial <laughs> yeah, topic. Good. <laughs> okay. Uh, thanks for your call. Now, this is Health Naturally on 2NURFM for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre, and we'll be back with your calls in just a moment. Peter, we're looking forward to hearing from you in a moment. And garlic and fruit juice, are you talking about a combination there, Peter? Hello. Hello, Hello. Peter. Hey, how you going, Dennis? Thanks so much for receiving my call, mate. Pleasure, Peter. Um, I'm, yeah, um, I'm just ringing up. I've been, I've been listening to your show for a long time now, yes, and basically yes. what I'm ringing up for is that um, just recently I've come across some um, fruit juices. They're yes. supposed to be pure fruit juices. Yes, yes. And um, what's the name? I've been taking them, yes. and um, there's an orange one that's got carrot and everything mixed yes. through it, and there's a beetroot one with ginger. Yes. And I'm, um, it, it's actually making me feel really marvellous. Um, I've been suffering depression over the last 18 months pretty badly from things I've been going through. Yes. And it's been making me feel real, really marvellous. What my question is, is that can I be drinking too much of these juices? And the reason why I ask is because I notice it um, changes the colour of my urine and everything, so what's going right through the system. Okay. So I was just wondering if I could actually consume too much of these juices. Okay. Are you a diabetic? No, no. Okay. The, the only thing about fruit juices that you have to be a little bit cautious about is that most yep. fruit juices contain uh, what are called fruit sugars. Yep. So uh, the, a lot of fruit juices aren't ideal things for people that battle with blood sugar problems such as diabetics. If you're not, yep. a, di- if you're not a diabetic, I can yep. say no, no real problem with it except to say that sugar sugar and taking yep. too much of anything with sugar in it is, is not ideal. How, much, yep. how yep. many of these drinks are you taking a day? Um, I'd be probably drinking say, um, roughly about 500 mils, say two glasses of that, that juice a day. I wouldn't think there's anything to worry about with that. Um, yeah, I yep. would encourage you to do it. Um, the, the other thing about it is it's not uncommon when you take uh, any juice uh, or some, yep. uh, particularly juices or supplements uh, to yep. find that the, your urine changes colour, sometimes, yep. qu- sometimes quite alarmingly, but yep. uh, that has everything to do with the juice that you're drinking and what other yep. things might be in it. So I okay. wouldn't I wouldn't be too distressed about that and the fact that you're yep. the fact that you're doing something that's making yeah. you feel good and yep. being based on fruit, it's gotta yep. make you feel good. We don't have enough fruit. Um, yeah. and if you're doing well on it I would encourage you to stay with it. Yes, no, no, thank you very much. And also, too, just quickly, I've been um, um, going down the road of vegetarian um, food and that, mm-hmm. and I've just realised that um, a few vegetarians that say that garlic um, has got oxidising properties or properties that aren't too good for the um, body, and I actually consume a lot of garlic, and I was wondering if, once again, can I actually consume too much garlic? Look, you can consume too much of anything, as you would probably yep. agree. But look, yep. uh, there are a lot of Greeks and a lot of Italians in our community and they eat a lot of yep. garlic and they're some of the healthiest people I've ever met or seen. So yeah, I, I, sure. I, would, I would say, look, if, you, if you're feeling good on garlic and you've still got friends around you, just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. and, ju- and just to sum it yeah. up there quickly, Dennis, too, yeah. if I could, yeah. um, like I said, I've, I've um, been diagnosed with depression because I've yes. been through some pretty heavy things sure. in the last 18 months. Sure, I understand. If, if, if you could, if you could just pull one herb or one substance out of your knowledge through um, what you do, what would you suggest for me that I should have in my diet to actually make myself feel a bit better and a bit more kicked up? You now, mean? now, are you on antidepressant medication? No, no, I'm, I'm trying to avoid that at all costs because I, 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 I want to go through this process and feel it for what it is, and I want to um, be conscious of the things I do that are making me start and kind of come out of it and yeah. feel better. Are you you're working with your GP, well? 
Yes, yes. Okay. Look, with depression, uh, and with depression, you've got to watch depression, as you would appreciate. Um, If you're off medication, that's great, just so long as you're keeping in touch with your medical manager. In In our world, in our profession... The Herbs and John's wort is, oh, yes, is yes. considered to be a useful device for yes. managing for managing the lower uh, levels of depression, yes. uh, levels not considered by the, the, your medico or your um, psychiatrist to warrant yes. to warrant pharmaceutical medication. So a good preparation of St John's wort, botanically known as Hypericum, would be yes. useful to try. It's a, it's a bit of a mood elevator. And yep. it, it is popularly used around the world, and if used properly in correct in correct dosage, a very useful device. Righto, Dennis. Thank you very much. It's been an absolute honour to um, actually speak to you, and I really enjoy your program. You give me a lot of insight to how the body works and how the mind and how the, the whole um, structure goes together. But thanks very much, Dennis. Once again, a pleasure. Thank you um, very much. Have a really good day. Thank you very much, Dennis. Thank you very much, Peter. Thank you, Peter. And I think Jen has rung in from Singleton. will probably be our last call. Jen, uh, peripheral neuropathy. Yes. Hello, Jen. How um, are you? Hi, good. Thank you, Dennis. Good, good. Um, I have uh, peripheral neuropathy of unknown origins. I'm not diabetic. Yes. Um, what would you suggest that can help me with that because okay. I can cut myself and not even know yeah. it. Look, it's, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a difficult condition and I wouldn't dare trivialise it by saying, oh, take this and you'll get a result. Um, it's, yeah. one, it's one of those conditions that um, every day of the week I'm thinking about because you'd be surprised how many uh, people present uh, for my advice in my clinic uh, with this condition. The only substance that tends to be surfacing and I make no claims for it, but if you're good on, the, on, on Googling up, you can check the information out. There is a substance called alpha-lipoic acid, A-L-P-H-A, yep. lipoic, L-I-P-O-I-C, acid, yep. alpha-lipoic acid. It's being used. Now, admittedly, most of the clinical trials have been shown to be associated with injection of that substance, so you, you obviously need to, if you're going to use it, run it past your GP or your specialist and see what they think and whether they'd be prepared uh, to give it a run at that level. The oral taking of alpha-lipoic acid doesn't seem to have the same sort of, um, or, uh, how can you call it, excitement about it. So right. all I can say is alpha-lipoic acid, Google it up, the injection type of it is being used in, in trials. If you're confident or interested in it, have a discussion with your GP. I'm sure he'd be just as interested in it as you are. Okay, that sounds great. Okay. Thank you for your call, Jan, Jen. We've had some good calls. We've still got a minute, perhaps, that we could wind up on Bilbury. Is there something more you'd like to say about well, Bilbury th- th- today? There is. There is. Um, I've spoken a lot about its relationship to diabetes and I would like to end the program by saying again to any diabetic type 1 or type 2 I consider it to be almost a necessary supplement that is my opinion and based on a lot of reading research lecturing and and prescribing but I come back to the point if you're going to use bilberry it's not something that's going to work tomorrow it's something that has to be persevered with, like most of the remedies that I talk about. They're what are called chronic remedies. They need to be taken over an extended period of time, 
to assess their value, and once that value starts to assert itself, they must necessarily be taken. But having said that, to get the message that you need to take it for a period of time in order to assess it, probably three months before you're able to say, well, look, this thing is doing something. I'm not getting as much fluid around my ankles. My, uh, the the, the, the colour of my uh, skin is not as, as dark and not as mottled as it was. Do that. But the other thing is you must take it in the correct dosage, and I've emphasised that with a lot of supplements. Just getting a bilberry supplement is not the way to go. You have to make sure that it is labelled correctly and the dosage that usually comes up in the literature is 80 to 160 milligrams daily of what's called the um, bilberry extract, which contains 25% of the bioflavonoid. Now, any pharmacist or any retailer who's up there with it, and we've got some excellent health food store retailers in the Hunter, they're beauties, they would know what I'm talking about. To get the best results from the bilberry, upper level of dosage taken over an extended period of time, and that dosage related to a standardised level of the anthocyanidin flavonoid in the preparation. And that will see us through for today pretty well. Thank you, Dennis Stewart. Thank you, James.